uh, welcome to the Silver Heathen Podcast. I'm Scott. I am Silver, and I am the Silver Heathen. Uh, glad to have you listening uh, to this podcast. Uh, please make sure that uh, wherever you're listening, give a like or a comment or whatever it is you can do on that uh, that apparatus in which you are listening to to help bring more attention to these uh, great folks that are sharing their stories of experience, strength, and hope. And uh, today, another great guest. Uh, we have Mike S. with us. Uh, Mike, how you doing, man? Tell us uh, where you're from and uh, a little bit about yourself. All right. Yeah. Thanks for having me on. Uh, yeah. My name's Mike. I'm uh, originally from Texas. Uh, my dad was military and I'm in military now. So I've kind of lived all over the country and in Europe for a while in Germany. So it's been fun bouncing around. Um, but yeah, so I've been in the uh, Navy for a little over 12 years now and uh, currently stationed in San Diego. So first time in California. It's definitely interesting but i am loving the sunshine uh about three and a half years sober right now um and i just got an alert my phone's about to die so one second uh anyway three and a half years sober uh and haven't looked back since now i'm just trying to help others achieve what i have you know get sober and stay sober Sure, that's what it's all about. Well, uh, first and foremost, thank you for your service. It's always greatly appreciated that uh, people that are willing to go out and do that to keep us safe here at home. Um, it's a it's a huge deal. It's it's not always treated that way, but uh, in my heart, uh, it it is a big deal. So, if I was going to put a tag on the map for you, where would you say that I should put the tag for Mike S? Uh, Abilene, Texas. Texas, definitely I get the mark. Texas off the map. Sorry, that's a little selfish thing. Something I do. I got a map <laughs> on the wall. I put a little, put a little tag on it for all the guests that have been on the podcast, and I get the mark Texas, the great state of Texas, off the map. I'm very excited. So, all right. So three and a half years of sobriety, man. How'd you do it? Uh well, got into a lot of trouble. Uh, almost got kicked out of the Navy a couple times, and uh, eventually went to rehab. Um, Got a lot of counseling, not only for addiction, but also mental health issues. Um, and and that's really it. Just uh, worked through that, came to grips with uh, things that I'd been, you know, drowning away for years and uh, just started loving life again instead of hating life and everyone around me, basically. Yeah, that's something that uh, gives us a really good excuse to continue to use. That's for sure. So you went to rehab. Yeah. How many? How many times did you give that a shot? Uh, only once. Uh, I think oh. if I'd uh, gone back a second time, I really would have gotten kicked out of the navy. But I did uh, <laughs> inpatient, uh, inpatient, and uh, for thirty days, and outpatient for about three months. Oh, that's and, yeah, so uh, that's awesome. Okay. Yeah. So thankfully, but, they uh, gave me gave me a second chance, a third chance, really, and. Yeah, it's been great. I have a five-year-old son, so part of it is just making sure that, uh, you know, he doesn't see me as an yeah. alcoholic, you know. Yeah, 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 and that's a, that's a good thing to keep on the radar, too, and uh, you sent me a message before you got on. You lost track of time because you're playing Legos with the kid. I mean, those uh, <laughs> those are those are, those are are times that some of us, uh, you know, uh, that we let slip away. I, I uh, Speaking for myself, I've, I've done that. I've missed a couple of years now of, of, of good play time with the kids. Yeah. So I'm really happy to hear that you're you're turning things around. And he's five now, and he's starting to really know who dad is and and become his own person. And you guys get to experience that together. 
Um, yes, so sir. The reason why I ask about the multiple times on, 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 uh, for treatment um, is because you see a lot on Twitter where people are you know debating, you know, do I go for this long? Do I go for that long? Uh, do right. I do inpatient? Do I do outpatient? And I think uh, I think thirty days and and then uh, three months outpatient. That's that's a pretty good commitment to to recovery. Yeah, it definitely was. Uh, and I, you know, I didn't want to go at first. I wasn't ready to be sober, which is why I had a couple relapses um, uh, prior to going to rehab. Um, but yeah, things just kind of clicked uh, with the the inpatient. I think thirty days was perfect. Things kind of clicked for me about week three with uh, dealing with my uh, counselors in there. And I don't know. Yeah, that was just kind of perfect timing for me. And I know everyone's kind of different, but yeah, 30 days was, I think, perfect. Yeah, and, and I think I think as you go, um, if you look at the numbers, uh, 30 days is there's a, there's a, a small success rate. It's, it's decent. It's better than nothing. Absolutely. 60 days, it like doubles. And then uh, mm-hmm. 90 days, it just, it shoots to the roof for success rate. So oh, yeah. you really, you really did that. You did the inpatient for 30 days and then three months after that. I think that's oh, yeah. important for people to know that, you know, it is a commitment. I mean, um, you know, how many, how many years did you spend drinking? Oh, 15 or so. So, yeah. So a lot of us, you know, got a couple of decades or close to it under our belt. And to think mm-hmm. that we're going to fix it in the 30 days, I think that's, that's a tough task to put on yourself. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, so, definitely. Yeah. So I, I, that's, that's really great that you, uh, that you made that commitment to do that. Um, so, um, so now you're, you're working on, you're working on other things you're, you're, you're going to try to give back in a different way. Want to talk about that a little bit? Yes. Yes. So one of the things that I wasn't doing before, uh, taking advantage of now is uh, doing college classes and um, almost finished with my bachelor's. And then I'll start on a master's in uh, social work. Uh, My goal is to be a licensed chemical dependency counselor. Um, That way I can probably end up working for the VA. Uh, That seems like a great way to really give back to the community that's given me a lot. And I just want to, you know, help people overcome, overcome whatever, you know, overcome everything and just be the best that they can be. Yeah. And uh, May is mental health awareness. Uh, month yep. i'm wearing the shirt to uh to kind of support that uh today so i think working on a va i mean it, it's not it doesn't get much better than that for giving back um just to kind of bring it back to your story a little bit you don't have to go into detail it's you can go as little or as much as you want um you you, you uh, had wrote in your um your message to me that you were forced to address some issues um and accept certain things you want to just talk about the process you don't have to talk about necessarily the, the the situations themselves but talk a little bit about the process yeah yeah it's absolutely um one of the one of the things that we had to do uh every day in the uh in the inpatient was we had our group counseling sessions then we had a, a one-on-one uh with a counselor and you know, when you do, if you if you see a therapist or a counselor or whatever, normally it's, you know, once a month, maybe a couple times a month. And it's easy to bounce around things because there's a lot to talk about. When you're seeing somebody for, you know, several hours every day, they're not going to let you get away with trying to change the topic or, uh, you know, trying to talk about something else, you know. So she really 
you know, drilled in on certain points, like, tell me more about this, you know, tell me more about this. And, you know, forced me to really talk about um, some of the abuse in my childhood and things like that. So instead of just talking about what are you struggling with now, what's, you know, what makes you want to go home and use now, you know, it's really uh, drilling down into the origin of the problem. And uh, for me, that's, you know, uh, stuff in childhood that uh, that I never faced, never addressed. And uh, yeah, I was just forced to talk about it and not not ignore it. Yeah, I think I, I, for whatever reason, the, this conversation is going down this uh, a common thread here where, um, again, um, getting into treatment and, and sticking it out for as long as you can provides those opportunities, that accountability, you know, those, you absolutely, uh, I, I'm, I see a counselor now here uh, once a week, if I'm lucky, if I can get into them. Um, yeah. And it's really easy to skirt things that you, you know, all right, I want to talk, talk about this time, you know, next, next visit, I want to talk about that. So then it gets there and it's like, eh, I don't fucking feel like talking about it today. So yeah, having that, that <laughs> constant accountability and, and, you know, um, the treatment center that I went to, uh, they did it with love, but they they would dig and dig and dig until you broke and face these things that, you know, huh? with the education that you're going to get, you're going to be able to see and probably uh, and, and notice that and be able to push on that a little bit um, when it's when it's the right time to do it. And, you know, they um, they would flat out call you on your shit. And that's that's, oh, exactly, yeah. that's exactly what needs to happen. Right. Yeah, absolutely. It was uh, it was very unpleasant at the time, but I mean, can't argue with the end result, I suppose. But yeah, it was it was rough going for a bit. But yeah, well, uh, change isn't going to be easy, right? So you want to oh, lose yeah. a bunch of weight? It's going to take a lot of hard hard work. You know, you want to get a super great high paying job? It's going to take a lot of uh, work and homework and studies um, to get that the education that's required for that. So uh, so for sure, you know, um, I actually. Mm -hmm tweeted out a quote which fits our conversation perfectly i think it uh it, it said i was afraid to look at the facts because it went against what i wanted and so yeah yeah so i mean you face the facts when you get into treatment and and you're in a place that's that's uh, a good place not all treatments are the same that not all of them are equal so i mean I, not everybody's gonna luck out and get a great one but right face those facts so so you're going to work on getting a master's in social work. That's awesome. Um, and become a licensed chemical uh, dependency counselor through the VA. I think that's awesome, man. I don't know. Uh, that, that's one hell of a goal. Um, so three yeah. and a half years into it, how how you feeling now? Do you, uh, for those people that are just thinking about getting into recovery and, you know, I know for me, you know, uh, just being at eight months, eight months, you know, the, that six month mark seemed like an eternity away. So you know, somebody that's like, God, three and a half years from now, how am I going to, how am I going to do that? What's it like at three and a half years of recovery? Uh, do you have, obviously everybody has good and bad days, but um, does the, does the addiction or disease itself rear its ugly head um, very often to you these days? Uh, occasionally. Um, like for instance, last Friday was a, um, we had a, a work function, a command picnic. And, you know, there was beer and uh, liquor there. And, you know, I'll sometimes think, man, it would be nice to just be normal. 
you know, the same thoughts that I was having years ago. I just want to be normal and, you know, have one deer in the picnic or one deer in the game or, you know, whatever the case may be. Uh, but at this point, it's it's almost automatic. It clicks back into my head like that's, you know, obviously a bad road for me to go down. Uh, I used to have to struggle to remember the bad times. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it was that FOMO, I guess. You know, I was just remembering the good times. And at this point, you know, I'm living the good times. I don't need, you know, to get, you know, hammered five or six nights a week to have a good time. Um, sure. And it just, those thoughts just kind of come naturally now. You know, I, I don't, I'm like I said, I'm living the good times. Right on, You man. know, and, and that's just easy to, easier to acknowledge than it used to be. I think that might be the biggest part of it. Yeah, I think it's I think it's weird um, how we uh, in addiction can look at people uh, like like us that drink um, because alcohol is normalized. So mm-hmm. we can look at people that can drink it normally or responsibly and and right. equate that to normalcy when. You know, when you get down to it, and I'm not hating on people that drink, I wish I was a normal drinker. I'll, I'll be completely honest. I wish I could enjoy it like a normal person, but I can't. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but is it, I mean, is it really normal when you think about it where you're putting a poison <laughs> into your body to right. change, you know, who you are? And that's that's what we've done as a society. That's how far we've gone. But, you know, and, and a discussion for another time, you know, maybe in the panel group later tonight. Um, you know, uh, that stigma that uh, addicts have compared to alcoholics, you know, right? What, could we ever normalize doing a line of cocaine off a bar? You know what I mean? It's just, it's, it's crazy <laughs> how we could, we can, we have these differences. So, yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's just part of, you know, what we do, I suppose, you know, sure. as, uh, as grownups, you know, you're, especially in the the military i think it's it's expected you know i just got back from a deployment in uh march and every time we made a port call it was you know what's the closest bar you know what are we doing tonight you know we were in japan so you know where's the where's the best sake in town um Ah. and and being the person who didn't drink in that environment you know it was it was it was fun watching people make asses out of themselves. I'm not gonna lie, that was yeah. definitely amusing. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, and part of it was uh, lonely, you know. In these port calls, you know, my yeah. friends would want to go to a, a bar and they would want to get a hotel so that they can stay up late drinking. And you know, no thanks. I'll just I gotta go find a coffee shop so I can do my homework. Right. You know, now that I have Wi-Fi, and then I'll go back to the ship tonight. So it is it definitely was a, a little bit lonely at times but at the same time you know wasn't hung over you know yeah. wasn't wasn't sick at my stomach for no reason yeah you know my head wasn't yeah. hurting i was able to enjoy my time and get up early and you know go to the zoo oh yeah you know yeah, it, it was, uh, so i had i had a blast and the people around me just couldn't understand it because the culture is you pull into port let's get messed yeah. up well, the good news is that, that as we get in farther in recovery, we can realize that if they don't understand it, that's a them problem, and yep. and, and they they can do their fun, and you can we can do ours, and and everybody goes home hopefully the way that they want to. Yeah. 
Absolutely. Well, dude, super, super props to you too for uh, being in Japan and and being in that in that environment and being able to say no, uh, to focus on your work and uh, and realizing that uh, you have bigger fish to fry these days. So, big props to you. <laughs> I, uh, I I just went. You know, uh, my my uh, grandfather passed away a couple of days ago. We went to the funeral today. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't really know him, so it, it's I hate even saying that because people are like, oh my god, I'm so sorry. But it, seriously, I barely know the guy. But I went to support my dad and, um, and you know, we, we went back to the farm afterwards and that's where I, I did a lot of drinking and there's beer cans everywhere. There's liquor bottles everywhere. and Everybody's either, you know, they got a beer in their hand or they got a beer in their hand and smoking pot. And it was just, uh, it was a little bit of a flashback today, you know, but they right. can do it, you know, they can do it and I can't. And, um, you know, I, I, I walked out of there, um, Knowing that I walked out of there, I'm going to go to bed knowing that I'm going to bed and I'm going to wake up and I won't feel like total dog shit. So yeah. it is, it, it will get better and it will get easier to deal with these things. I think that's important to remind people, even though it doesn't feel like it's going to be normal. I mean, you're, you're, yeah. they might not have understood it, but they didn't treat you any different, did they? No, not at all. You know, they, they just said, Hey, good job, man. I wish I could do that. And then they, you know, <laughs> slam their bottle. <laughs> Boy, I wish I could be sober. Hey, uh, another round. <laughs> I, I really yeah. want to be sober right now. Let me. Uh... Mm. Yep, so. pretty much. Well, cool, but man. Yeah. Well, yeah, go ahead. I was, I was say, yeah, like I said, as as time went on, it became easier to remember that they weren't all good times, you know. And that's just kind of what, like I said, that's what I focus on now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, one one thing that they said in treatment, uh, one of the guys in particular, he'd always say, "Play the tape." So remember the bad, because the disease wants you to remember all the good shit, all the good oh, times. Yeah. Uh, you know, you you went and you talked to that super hot, you know, whoever at the bar, and it was like, "Oh my god, look how free I am! Look how outgoing I am!" <laughs> and you know, oh, I remember shooting pool that one night. You know, I kicked ass. I won every game and won all these free drinks. <laughs> But forget the 20 times that you lost your ass in pool and, you know, don't remember getting yeah. home and, and, and puking over the toilet, you know, for hours. Those are, those yep. are important. So, <laughs> well, man, uh, yeah. again, thank you for your service. Uh, anything else you want to throw out there before we, uh, before we uh, call it a podcast? No, no. I think um, one of the things that, works for me was just finding inner peace you know whatever that whatever that may be for for you or for anyone else inner peace was the uh, the big focus for me coming to grips with everything and realizing that uh you know i'm more than the mistakes i've made you know i'm more than the things i've screwed up um and it may take a while for people to see that which is unfortunate but you know i i know my worth and that's all that oh, yeah. matters really that is all that that's matters. It, finding that, thing. yeah, finding that self worth, and 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 we, uh, people that are thinking about it or trying to find their their way through <clears> this <throat> recovery uh, maze, you know, uh, we have to learn first that drinking or using isn't going to make the problems go away, mm-hmm. and then not thinking about them and addressing them doesn't make it go away either. Fact. So, yeah. So we're just trying to we're trying different ways to avoid. We got to stop avoiding. Because uh, avoiding creates that void, and then we fill it with something else. So, yeah, great yeah. stuff, man. I am so happy that you found uh, found yourself worth. I'm so glad that you're able to 
spend the evening playing with Legos. Um, value <laughs> those moments, man. Uh, appreciate those moments. And and you're able to do that today because you're able to say no in Japan where, <laughs> you know, what happens in Japan stays in Japan. I don't know if that's a thing, but you know what I mean? It, it, it could have yep. went that way. So kudos to you, man. Uh, pat on the back. Uh, I salute you for your service and and and, and choosing sobriety and, and your, your five-year-old to spend some time with them, man. Great job. And really appreciate you coming on and talking to me today. Yeah, absolutely, Scott. Thank you for giving me the chance. Yeah, buddy. Well, uh, we'll, we'll get back. Uh, let's try to get back together when you hit four years and we'll, we'll see how you <laughs> see how things are going. Sound good. Sounds good. That works for me. All right, buddy. Take care. Yep. You too.